anyone who loves barbecue, open fire cooking, outdoor cooking. What I do is, is what I am. Streaming worldwide, only on Embrace TV. Done. Right here. It's about to get delicious. You are going to learn how to conquer Charlie. Welcome to the Smoke Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the very first episode of the Smoke Show podcast by Embers TV. Yeah, <laughs> inaugural episode. It's uh, been a little while in the making, but crazy excited for not just this podcast, but everything that Embers TV is going to be doing and just uh, the awesome content that deserves to get made that we're going to be able to make. Absolutely. And I mean, you said uh, things have been in the making a little while, and that's kind of an understatement. Months and months have been going into, you know, really making tonight and what we are doing and what we are building happen. And there's energy in the air. Um, you know, it, it could be my stomach grumbling from all the meat that we've eaten today. But, <laughs> but no, there's there's this sense of like anticipation that I have um, with what we're here doing this week. And um, I just couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, it's so cool to be here with all these people who are making not only great content, but more importantly, great food. And I get to learn from people. Like I have been kind of inundated with the kind of barbecue that I do. Yeah. Uh, but for me to be able to sit and learn and observe, and if I want to see somebody do an Argentinian style asado, yeah. I can watch that. I can eat the food, which is awesome. But then also I can ask questions. Well, why are you moving the coals that way? Why are you you know, moving things around in the way that you're doing it. What are you looking at? What are you listening for? And it's just tremendous for me to be able to be back in the student chair and learning from people. And then everybody here loves cooking the fire. And really, it's a very primal thing and brings everybody together around something very simple, but very profound. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, my name is Carlos Bradley, also known as Smoke and Vine on many social media platforms. And this beautiful gentleman to my left, your right, um, is Jeremy Yoder, also known as Mad Scientist Barbecue. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm good. It's just, uh, I'm very full. Yeah. The only downside is that you eat way too much when there's great food all around you. Absolutely. And I, I came into this, you know, on a pretty good streak of, well, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to go to the gym every day. <laughs> um, but this kind of thrown a wrench in that. Yeah. But it's worth it. Totally worth it. Now, we've mentioned a few times Embers TV. This is the Smoke Show podcast by Embers TV. Um, you're either listening to this podcast or watching this podcast. But Jeremy, tell us, what in the world is Embers TV? Embers TV, for me, is the platform by which all of the best Cooking with Fire content will be made. Yeah. So... Um, if you like anything to do with cooking with fire, Amber's TV is going to be the home for that. So I have a bunch of different streaming services on my phone or on my smart TV. And I, this happens all the time. It's like when I go to the fridge and I open it and I look inside and I close it. And I do that multiple times a day for reasons I can't explain. I just go look inside and eh, close it and walk away. I do the same thing with those apps. So I'll open the app, look at it and uh, now close it and move on because when I look at the things that are available for me to watch in those apps, there are only really two possible two possibilities. One is, oh, I've already watched it. Yeah. And the other is, I have no interest in watching yeah. it. 
Hmm. And so for anybody who's interested in cooking meat with fire in any of its forms, Amber's TV is going to be specifically directed toward you. So for me, as somebody who loves barbecue, this is going to be the home for all of the best barbecue content. Whereas other streaming services might have content about barbecue. Really, I view that as people who are very knowledgeable about production kind of parachuting into the barbecue world and getting the outside observer's take on things. Yeah. Whereas this is people who are immersed in barbecue, bringing in people with the ability to do high quality production. And then through the lens of a barbecue nerd, <laughs> not hitting the microphone, but through the lens of a barbecue nerd, observing everything that goes on with the cook, well, observing everything that goes on when it comes to cooking meat with fire or cooking anything really with fire. Yeah. So it's not going to be kind of from an outsider's perspective. It's the insider's look at cooking with fire in restaurants, at home, in your backyard, all kinds of different ways. But they're going to be answering questions that I have because when I watch those shows, I get frustrated because I'm like, ah, I wish they would have, you know, taken a look at the pits. Like, what are they using? Yeah. Well, what, what are they cooking with? I mean, what are they seasoned with? What's their process? How are they wrapping? What are they, you know, all those questions that pop up that don't get answered. But along with all of those nice things in terms of production quality that we appreciate about those kinds of shows, it's all going to be brought together so that really the platform to host all of the best cooking with fire content will be Embers TV. So there'll be an app for your phone, you know, whether it's iPhone or Android, if you have a smart TV, if you have a tablet. Amber's TV is going to be the home for all live fire cooking, at least all the best of live fire cooking, because there's plenty of cooking content out there. Yeah. There's, there's not a scarcity of cooking content, but there is a scarcity of extremely high quality cooking content, both in terms of the information, the entertainment, um, as well as the production, yeah. right? So it's going to be everything that deserves to be made about cooking with fire all brought together. So you as the viewer, rather than you opening the app and looking through stuff and saying, ah, I have no interest in that. It's specifically directed toward you because it's people with the very same interest that you have in mind who are creating all the content that you're going to be watching. And you mentioned insiders, right? Like, mm -hmm. And that's actually who we're going to be meeting today on this very first podcast of the Smoke Show podcast. Um, we have brought together a team of co-founders here at Embers TV. Um, these are people that represent, you know, various niches within the barbecue and open fire world. And they are some of the biggest and most incredible names on social media and the internet. And um, we cannot wait to introduce you to them uh, here on this podcast. So, um, but before we do that, what uh, what are we puffing on right now, Jeremy? This is a Flor de las Antillas. I think it means flower of the Antilles. I think it's referring to Cuba. But it's made by my father's cigars, and I pretty much like everything that uh, my father's cigars makes. Um, they have their line called My Father. They have My Father Le Bijou. They have a bunch of stuff. But big fan of these. It's sun-grown wrapper, so it's uh, more full-bodied, but kind of rich in flavor. And uh, brought a box of these down for everybody to have. And uh, I'm liking it a lot. Absolutely. And uh, are you sipping on anything this evening? Uh, I am. I have a cup of coffee, okay. actually. Uh, it's been a long day and a long couple of weeks. I've been doing a lot of cooking, not a lot of sleeping. So black coffee uh, not only gives me caffeine, but just drinking coffee gives me a sense of well-being that I can't really replicate any other way. Yeah. I, I mean, people talk about like feeling great after they do the ice plunge. That sounds kind of horrible to me, cool. but drinking a cup of coffee and feeling great is something I can totally be on board with. Totally. Um, 
And I don't think that there's anything that gives me more energy and that kind of like feeling of well-being in the evening than a glass of red wine. And so in this Yeti tonight, I am drinking some Heights Cellar Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. And this is actually a really special bottle for me. Um, the last year I've worked as the head of marketing and e-commerce for Lawrence Wine Estates, which is um, the the owner company of of Height Cellar. Height Cellar is a super historic um, Napa winery that is known for their single vineyard um, uh, Cabernet Sauvignons out of Napa Valley, and they just they make some of the most incredible wines. I, I had such an incredible time working with them this last year, but just about a month ago, I've gone full time with Embers TV, and so um, I'm excited to to have this this bottle of wine to to sip during the podcast. Nice. All right, this is how much of a moron I am. I thought that all wines were made from grapes from a single vineyard. Is it? I thought it was a one-to-one correspondence between the vineyard and the winery that makes the wine. Yeah. So, I mean, every winery is is really a little bit different. It kind of depends on like what their program is, what their focus and passion is, and what they're known for. So, um, wines can be known as like a single vineyard designate wine, mm-hmm. um, but they can also, you know, there's a lot of wineries out there that source grapes from either all over a region or sometimes all over the world. Um, it, it really is just um, what that winery wants to be known for and and the stories that they want to tell through winemaking. So um, mm. yeah, it's a little bit of everything. This wine specifically is the um, the Height Cellar um, Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley. And so this is actually a blend from various vineyards throughout Napa Valley, some of their best vineyards. Um, this is a wine that you can get really all over the United States and you know, wine shops and grocery stores. Um, and it's always every year, year after year, a fantastic bottle of wine. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites. Does it pair well with barbecue? It pairs well. I mean, it pairs well with almost everything. Um, okay. But yes, it pairs well. Like when I think of steak, mm-hmm. I think of height cellar. And, you know, if I can afford, um, you know, one of the, one of the single vineyard wines, so height cellar, Martha's Vineyard, high cellar, um, uh, Linda Falls, something like that. Um, you know, these are, you know, um, top tier kind of luxury wines, but with that special steak, absolute magic. Hmm. Totally. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we've mentioned the co-founding team and, and we're going to be listening and hearing from the co-founding team, um, through this episode. But another group that I kind of want to mention is at Embers TV, we have an incredible group of investors that have gotten us to this place that has, that have helped us launch this product project. And so, um, just, I want to say a quick thank you, um, whether you're listening or viewing to all of the incredible investors and people that have really helped us here uh, get to this point and are going to, you know, take us and, and propel us into the future. Um, we have some really great people behind us uh, making us making this happen. Yeah, I think uh, in almost any endeavor, if you have people who believe in you, um, and in this case, believe in us enough to invest their own hard-earned money to support what we're doing, it's tremendously helpful. Not just, I mean, of course, it's super helpful financially, but knowing that you have people in your corner, it's like, okay, we're doing a good thing. Here. Yeah. So. And Absolutely. And without further ado, my good friend and one of the co-founders of Embers TV, Marco Sanchez, also known as Wood Fire and Whiskey. Marco, head on up, bring your drink, and also bring a log because the fire is kind of going out. It's dying down. Nope. No time for that. (laughs) All right. Nice. Yeah. Let's hear from Marco. Yeah, Marco. Thank you, everybody. Be here all week. Welcome, man. What's up, man? How do you feel? 
Man, I feel fucking great. I love being in Texas. Yeah, it's always great being here. When the heat hits you, you get some good food, you're sitting with good people, and I guess we'll talk about it in a second because I'm a little starstruck by some of the people that are here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got a fire going. What more could you want? What more could you want? Now, Marco has, um, you know, if I could just say for a minute, Marco has become in the last three years genuinely one of my best friends. Um, I can't think of a day where like we don't talk. We're always talking. Um, I know, very romantic. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> um, but, but genuinely, um, you know, we we help each other through kind of like <laughs> tough times on social media when things aren't hitting the way that we think they should and whatnot. And um, I, I'm so glad that you are on this journey with us um, building out Embers TV. I'm actually amazed that you wanted me to be a part of this. I'm a mess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's yeah, true. I'm a hot mess <laughs> in uh, one way or another. So I, I asked you to bring up your uh, your cup. What what are you sipping on tonight? So actually, I got some Treaty Oak. Oh, whenever you whenever you're around Al, he always has some Treaty Oak. Is that right, Al? Where's he at? <laughs> but yeah, I got some I got some um, Treaty Oak single barrel. Mm. I actually like this. It has like a very sweet finish to it. Mm. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla. I think is going on. Yeah, let me taste it again. I'll tell you. Tell tell us. Yeah, see, there's a little spice. There's something sweet. I, I get something that's kind of like a citrus note. Mm. I would love some tacos with this. Ooh. Something hot <laughs> because the spice isn't too bad. So like if we had some La Chingadera from Rub City, ooh, ooh. you know, on some, on some uh, carne asada. Yeah. Fire. Fire. Mm. So obviously, according to your hat, um, what fire and whiskey is the social media handle? How did that come about? So actually, I was just sitting by a fire drinking whiskey. <laughs> All right. That's it. I, it was it was a, literally a bonfire. I didn't know what to call my my YouTube channel, and um, somehow I called myself Woodfire and Whiskey. And I realized, oh shit, people really expect me to cook with with a wood fire. <laughs> you know, um, I really wasn't set up to do it. I didn't really know what I was doing. But you know, as you kind of do things and, and practice, you learn. You meet some great people that teach you some shit, and um, yeah, it just kind of evolved into what it is now. Yeah, you know, actually cooking with wood fire and. Drinking whiskey, slamming that glass on the cutting board every single time. Every single time. Yeah. So so the 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 whiskey slam, and it's not always whiskey, but probably ninety-five percent of the time whiskey. Yeah. The whiskey slam on the cutting board has become like mm. the signature Marco mm. move. The slapping the meat. Um, I don't know if you were the first, but there's a really good chance that you, you know, were the first on social media. I think I was the first, Matt. Uh oh. Uh oh. Shot <laughs> fired. No, uh, so I, I slapped a chicken, it didn't really hit. Right. Nobody gave a shit, uh, mostly because of the seasoning that I was using with it. I don't think people like the seasoning. I think it's called or some shit. Yeah. Uh, so I slapped the chicken. Wow. Okay. We're starting to, we're starting up. We're going in hot. Hey, you know, we're doing a lot. Uh, so I slapped a chicken. Uh, it was actually idea, you know, to fill my hand up with the seasoning and, and slap a chicken, but it, it didn't hit. It didn't do anything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, other people started slapping their meat and I was like, wait a minute, it's time for me to take it back a little, you know, but. You know, it's a meat slap. I think men have been beating their meat for a very long time, wow. longer than me wow. on social media or anybody else for that just matter. Going there, we're just going and, there. And already we have a uh, NC seventeen rating on this podcast. I like it. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but the whiskey slam, I set my glass down one day. I think somebody commented to slam it, so I slammed it and I said another. But I cut, I cut out the another part and just left the slam, and it just fucking worked. Hmm. Yeah, I'm getting a little smoked out here, but it's okay. I like it. It's uh, it's post oak, and so I, I I enjoy the smell. Need to throw some weed on it. Oh, you could, you could. So, 
when when you do the the whiskey shot, is it ever like apple juice or anything like that, or is it legitimately always not a single time? And actually, I collaborated with two creators who wanted to do my slam. One who tried to like fucking take it. This dude, uh, I got to watch this guy slam water and try to pass it off as vodka. And then my other buddy, um, chef authorized. I mean, he was just a G about it. Dude poured milk, and he slammed some milk. <laughs> I poured a little Angel's Envy and called it a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and with Chef Authorized, you know, he he doesn't drink and he's open about that. Yeah, that was the the reason for him. Love that guy, by the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So w- what I think is really like just special about what you've done on social media, right? Um, I, I've been one of the first followers. I started following you Fact. early days, maybe like 3,000 followers. And you were probably following me kind of around the same time. And I have seen you uh, kind of influence and infiltrate and start creative and I would say like cinematic trends without social media. And and one of the things that I, I'm sure is rough, and you know, we've kind of talked about this and it's one of the things that I'm bringing up is like, you've started so many like styles of 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 filming and cooking. Mm. And and sometimes you just, you don't get like, you know, the, the, that due respect of like, man, you started that. Like a lot of people weren't filming with multi-cameras and- what I would say to that is, I, I think I started that on TikTok. Yeah. So all of the dark kitchens that you see with the moody lighting, yeah, I was the first. Straight up, I was the first. Hmm. Um, but I mean, people were doing that on YouTube. People were doing that on Instagram. So I can't really claim ownership to it. As far as TikTok, the app, yeah, nobody was doing it before me. And I know I inspired a ton of people because, I mean, you can look through my DMs and I got some of the biggest creators on TikTok hitting me up, asking me for camera advice, what camera they should buy, what audio equipment they need. All kinds of stuff. And there's been a few that I actually walked through how to turn on their fucking camera. You know, how to, how to set their ISO and all the things that you need just to get a, you know, a decent image out of your camera. Some of them turned out to be pieces of shit. Yeah. A lot of people are very grateful, you know? <laughs> yeah. Chud's Barbecue calls me every time he films a video too and he asks for advice and whatnot. <laughs> I've seen the DMs. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I love you, Chud. Yeah. And that's actually not true. Um, but... So one of the things I'm really excited for is you have set so many trends stylistically, right? With content on in, in, in social media, short form. I can't wait to see some of the trends that you helped to create through Embers TV, right? I mean, look at the people that are here right now. You know, I'm fucking starstruck. I, I met Matt Grork today, you know? I, Jeremy Yoder, I, I met you, Matt you know, not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, literally my first, you know, slab of beef ribs I watched one of your videos like 20 times trying to figure it out. I mean, you were doing it on an offset and all I had was a fucking trigger. You know, <laughs> can we scratch that? All I had was a pellet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I took somewhat of the same principles, you know, temps, timing, when to wrap, uh, et cetera. And, you know, I, I think I su- successfully cooked some beef rigs. You know, we got Matt Grork here. He's one of the first people I follow. You know, that that's wild. Al Fergoni, you know, I remember watching Al Fergoni. He's going through his setups, right? Uh, he's setting everything up on his Alamo grill and he, he had messaged me after I, after I followed him, forgot what the conversation was, but I had told him, uh, I love your videos and the way you edit. And he was like blown away that I said that, like, you like my edits? Like, dude, what the fuck? Dude, you're like the best on the fucking app right now. <laughs> you know, it was just so cool to see the way this guy cooked. Um, TFTI barbecue, you know, I, I met this guy in Vegas, <laughs> funny ass story, right? So we're walking, we're walking through Vegas. Oh gosh. I think uh, we're about to get to it. Is this a I thought it stays in Vegas. This one had it's not staying uh. in Vegas, Tone. 
Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but he looks over at me and he goes, bro, you're not even following me yet. Oh. <laughs> and then it started, you know, uh, a, a long-lasting friendship. Love you, Tone. And Chud's Barbecue, dude, he's like the most entertaining barbecue cook on all of YouTube. Sorry. Probably is. Um, <laughs> That's true. You know, so it's like I got all of my favorites in in this in this space here. You know, so to think about setting trends, I mean, look at all the people you have. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is just it's it's kind of a dream come true. Well, thanks for letting the cat out of the bag with some of the people that are going to be uh, sharing the mic Ooh, tonight. You ruined it all. My bad. Um, it's just kind of what I do. Tell me kind of in your own words, right? Like we've been working on Embers TV now for months and months, right? Yeah. And I, and especially this week, it, things are kind of coming to fruition with with the first series that we're filming this week, right? Tell me what you're excited about in regards to Embers TV. Man, there's not much that I'm, that I'm not excited about. There's everything that we're going to do. Number one, I'm going to get to do two things that I love. You know, I've been in, I've been a videographer since 2009. Got out the army in 2009 didn't know what to do with my life, and I jumped into filmmaking. So, A, I'm going to get to do that, and then I'm going to be able to create food content with all of you guys. So people that I would watch on social media, I get to taste their fucking food. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm filming it. So, I mean, it's it's a good time all around. So being a part of this, I mean, it's like a no-brainer. You have to say yes. You have to be a part of something like this when you're someone like me. Yeah. You're going to get to eat. You're going to get to do what you love in so many different areas. Yeah, it will be uncomfortable at times, and it's going to be hard. A well, hard work never killed nobody. Yeah. Oh. Depending on the work. Debatable. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the work. You know, but um, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be fun, and it's, I mean, I can see where this is all going, and all of us in a few years will be on some yacht barbecuing, doing maybe some open fire. Wow. On a yacht. <laughs> open fire on a yacht. Well, what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a wave. And, oh, shit. There goes the hood. <laughs> there goes the picanha. Oh, wait. Was that a tri-tip? Um, oh, just saying. Well, on that note, Marco, it was fantastic having you here. And uh, we could not be more excited that you are, are on this founding team at Embers TV. And uh, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I love you guys. <laughs> thanks, Marco. Like, um, all right, our next co-founder that we're going to be bringing up is somebody I met a few years ago. It's Brad Robinson from Chud's Barbecue. He is a great creator of barbecue content on YouTube, and he's an even better guy. So, Brad, why don't you come in and uh, grab some wood? You can grab a beer and sit down, and let's chat. I'm really glad you guys invited me because he looks like he clearly needs some help with your fire. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little, little bit. It's a little pathetic. It's just... There we go. Well done. Well done. We, we haven't seen flames yet. Let's let's evaluate based on flames. It's okay. We got embers. Oh, oh touche. And TV. It's not my first rodeo, boys. Right, so, Brad, you and I actually met because the internet wanted us to not like each other. Yeah. yeah. I think we should get back to that, too. <laughs> Start a feud and yeah. a blood feud. Exactly. Yeah. I, th I think you might already have one of those going. But uh, we, we got to know each other because... I did a video where I did uh, a brisket wrapped in butcher paper and then kind of in a foil boat. And there were tons of people in the comments who said two things. They said, you totally ripped off Chud and you did it wrong. And I was <laughs> like, who is Chud? And so then I found you, I think on- Ouch. What's yeah. a Chud? Yeah. <laughs> well, then I think I found you on Instagram and uh, I messaged you. I was like, hey, 
lot of people said that I, I ripped this off from what you do. Totally wasn't trying to rip you off. If I did, sorry. Uh, and you're like, oh yeah, no more, no worries, man. It's all cool. And then we started. I think we filmed something together then, and just kind of kept on and see each other. Windy City Smoke out every year. But can you tell us a little bit about your story of how you got into doing barbecue? Because being from New England and uh, having a degree in is it audio engineering or something? isn't a direct path to barbecue. I don't think any of us had a direct path. Yeah, that's definitely a common theme in barbecue is no one goes to barbecue school. Everyone does random things and finds himself in it. Yeah. But that's kind of the beautiful thing, is, especially today hanging out with all these guys, is you can tell there's a certain gene or trait or something <laughs> that really brings us all together. There's a bit of hard work. There's a bit of manual labor. There's a bit of really working for the end product that a lot of people don't have that is something so special about barbecue. Because if you're going to spend 12 hours cooking a brisket, then either there's something wrong with you or you really love it. Or both. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of both. Yeah. But yeah, my story is uh, very similar to most barbecue stories you hear, especially in the Texas, uh, in Central Texas. Nowadays, there's a lot of younger people getting into it. But yeah, like you said, born and raised in New England, New Hampshire. I went to college in Maine for audio engineering, which led me to Austin, Texas, because that's the live music capital of the world. So oh. went down there for a music career. And I did that for a couple of years. But as soon as you say, I'm moving to Texas, everyone's like, you got to try the brisket. <laughs> and I said, are you talking about biscuits? Like, I know what that is, man. I've been to Red Lobster. I don't know if to try that. <laughs> so then I Googled it. I'll never forget that moment. I'm up in New Hampshire. I Googled it. And it's just, this is like pre-Aaron Franklin era. So it's like mm. lip art, just burnt black pieces of meat. I'm sure the salt lick came up. And I'm like, no, dog, that's not for me. I like my steak medium rare. I'm not looking for any <laughs> like charred meat like that. So then I started looking into it. I watched the you know No Reservations episode where Anthony Bourdain went to Franklin and John Miller's place. And once he started talking about the tenderness and the juiciness, I was like, all right, that looks pretty good. I'll give it a try. But you know, I'm a medium rare guy. Yeah. And then <laughs> day two, I, I moved. I drove down to Austin. Day two in Austin, I go to. I tried to go to John Miller's place. It was opening week of La Barbecue, and John Lewis handed me that burn end out the window as they do. And there was free beer in line, and that meat just, you know, it literally changed the course of my life. You know, I'm talking to him. He's cooking on these old propane tanks. It just, nothing made sense, but it was so good. It was a, a flavor and a meat that I'd never experienced. And I'm like, I need to learn how to do this because I can't afford to pay $20 a pound for brisket. You were paying $20 a pound? Actually, it was like 16 back then. Oh, wow. It was, now it's up to like 40 Yeah. <laughs> but, good old days. Yeah, so I started cooking in the backyard. My sister got me a uh, little Brinkman water smoker for our birthday, and then I went to a Weber kettle, and then I decided I needed a, a bigger pit, but I couldn't afford one. So I said, how hard could welding be? <laughs> so I uh, built my first backyard pit, and then, you know, it kind of snowballs from there. Mm. And you've been kind of involved in like all areas of barbecue. Like you just mentioned building pits, mm -hmm. building smokers, building grills, but then also in the restaurant scene, like you're, you're well known for, for working at a, uh, a very renowned Austin, uh, you know, barbecue restaurant. Like you've really done it all. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I started cooking in the backyard on the Weber kettles and the Brinkman's and whatnot. And when you're giving, I mean, this is like the cliche of every backyard barbecue kick. When you're giving people free food, they say it's the best they've ever had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But how good could it possibly be? You know, I'm talking to people in Austin, 
you know, kids my age when early twenties are like, this is better than anything I've ever had. I'm like, yeah, you just blown smoke up my ass. So I decided, I'm like, I need to actually put my skills to the test to see how this really does compare. So I started looking at jobs. That's how I met Evan Leroy who owned uh, or worked at Friedman's. That was my first job back in 2015. And once I started working on 500,000 gallon smokers, pumping out like 40 to 60 briskets a day, like ribs, making sausage, it kind of blew my mind, like how mm. much I didn't know. Like, and also how much wasn't being represented from that, from that world on the internet. Yeah. Because I learned how to cook by watching YouTube videos. I learned how to weld by watching YouTube videos. So when I get a job in the Austin barbecue scene and I'm cooking alongside all the greats, you know, like within a few months, I'm like working next to Aaron Franklin at events. I'm working with the guys from like Raw Barbecue and all this stuff. And there's so many tips and tricks and little moves and secrets and like fire management like that just didn't exist on YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as someone who learned how to cook on YouTube, that's what I was thinking about in the back of my mind the whole time is like, someone needs to, you know, share this. So that's what eventually led me to start the YouTube channel after, you know, eight, 10 years of working professionally in barbecue in Austin. And yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. Hmm. Yeah. Now you mentioned sausage making mm -hmm. and I saw the uh, tattoo on your lower back earlier today. That's oh, a sausage, <laughs> the sausage king of Texas. <laughs> so is that true? Are you the sausage king of Texas? I wouldn't say that because, you know, if you challenge anybody in Texas, it could end in a gun battle. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't shy away from a competition. I'll say that much. Yeah. I've made a lot of sausage in my life. <laughs> like, you know, it's so fun. Like sausage making, I tell people, is like a microcosm of what barbecue is. Yeah. You know, you're taking the scraps left over and you're putting it into something that is so much better than the sum of its parts. It's half skill, half technique, half science, but also there's so much room for creativity. Yeah. And that's what barbecue is in general. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a perfect example. Like if you're not making sausage, it sucks to get started. Because you need a lot of gear and some skills, but uh, it's so much fun to make, and yeah. you can do whatever you want. You know, there's no rules to sausage. Like brisket, you need to have smoke. You need to have bark. You know, if you do, there's there's a way to do brisket wrong. Right. There's no way to do a sausage wrong. And you say, you know, you, you talk about sausage making. Um, now I might have some insider knowledge, but there may be like a sausage making masterclass. I've heard about that. Yeah. Soon to uh, to air on Ember's TV, right? Hey, I think I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. I'm going to watch that. I'm yeah, excited. I'm going to learn from that. Yeah. I'm just excited to dive deep, you know, yeah. I mean? like really get into all the nitty gritty because there's only so much you can put on YouTube because my YouTube channel is, I like to think of it as like a 50-50 educational entertainment, maybe a little more entertainment than educational. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if I really gave all the knowledge that I wanted to, I would, people would fall asleep. They would yeah. lose viewership. <laughs> But like, that's because I don't have the capability to produce a series that is well shot with B-roll and high quality. And it's like what you were saying earlier, Jeremy, is there's there's just a whole world that is yet to be explored in the barbecue world mm. and just live fire cooking in general that we, because you and I are both just dudes in our backyards that bought a camera on Amazon. Well, and you always, or at least I always run into this thing where I see it in my head, like what it's going to look like and what the background is going to be, what that shot is going to look like. And then I might attempt to do it, but my lack of knowledge about cameras or framing or whatever um, always results in some diminished excellence. Right. Like in my head, it was this thing and it was great. 
then I see the footage and I'm like, oh, it didn't really turn out like I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. But if you expand that to like the entire process of production and like what we can execute in terms of ideas, that's what gets me super excited. Like, oh, I've been, I've been like holding on to this idea that I haven't told anybody about, but I know it'd be awesome yeah. and we could now do it. Absolutely. I mean, that's the problem too, is like, I'm a, I'm a one man band when it comes to the YouTube videos. You know, it's me and a tripod alone in the backyard. Yeah. And it's just, I always think about, imagine if I had at one more person, yeah. what, what I could do or what we could do or what all of us could do. And that's another thing that I really love about what Ember is just doing is in the restaurant business, there's such a, uh, a cooperative attitude. Like there's no competition between restaurants, you know, like pitmasters love meeting up and hanging out and talking to each other, swapping stories, talking shit about customers. Like. Yeah. There's such a community vibe to Texas barbecue when it comes to the top 50 joint. Like I'm friends with everyone on the top 50 joint, you know what I mean? But when it comes to barbecue content, especially when I was first getting started, it's kind of a little bit more closed off. Yeah. On mm -hmm. pit building, it's the same thing. It's a little bit more closed off because people don't want to give away their secrets or they don't want to, you know, share their fame that they worked so hard for. But that's why I was super pumped when you reached out to me. Because that's what I want the whole barbecue world to be. Like, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's pit building, whether it's anything. Because we're all friends here. We're all doing the same thing. And like I started this interview off saying, like, if you're willing to put in the hard work to cook a brisket or make sausage or tend to fire, you're a friend of mine. Like, let's have mm -hmm. some beers and smoke a few stogies. Yeah, you mentioned cooperation. And I think what I see with everybody involved in this project is a lot of... I hate using this word because it's such a buzzword and I hear it all the time, but synergy, like, oh, I hate it. Yeah, you, you also hate it. Yeah, it, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, oh, I heard synergy again. Oh. But uh, just working together is where, you know, it's more than just the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. So um, it's more than just, you know, Brad plus me plus Carlos. It's t together we can do stuff that we so couldn't do fun. individually and then add together right um and so that's what i'm really excited about because like brad you'll have an idea i'm like oh that makes me think of this we right. can do what and we can work on it together because for you i'm guessing it's the same way it is for me when i create a video it's like i have an idea right and then i have to take that basically to finish video on youtube and there aren't other people who are like you know really you should do it like this or here's a great idea or why not set it up this way and now we have those people that can like right. speak into the project and make it better and elevate it beyond what it could be otherwise. I mean, honestly, I think that Embers TV was inevitable in whether it's this group or another group, like the higher platform for this content was, it's an inevitability. You know, everyone loves barbecue. It's spreading around the world like wildfire. Yeah. It's on every platform. I just found out that it's on Snapchat. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, me either. I thought Snapchat was... You know, like kids would send each other like ten seconds of like for the for the folks listening, he just made a kissy face and it's adorable. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> send me that anytime. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I think you're right. I think in, in a lot of ways it was inevitable. I was uh telling a story today about um I talked to this guy, he was he was Persian and he said to me, You know, cooking me with fire is part of my culture. And in my head I thought, Yeah, it's like Part of, like when humans began this, he was part of everyone's culture, yeah. right? So yeah, every culture has some history of cooking meat with fire. It's kind of what what separates human beings from you know other primates is cooking meat with fire. And so um, 
I think that kind of universal nature of it is why, you know, maybe a particular style might spread around like Texas style barbecue. Mm-hmm. You're not from Texas. I'm not from Texas. Mm-hmm. You are not from Texas. This yeah. is fact. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in, I lived in, yeah, I lived yeah. in Texas for eight years. But it, what, what captured, you know, the interest was that was the kind of cooking meat with fire that was available and was attractive. And there are other methods of cooking meat with fire, but that one, I mean, and there's definitely merit and it's my favorite way to cook meat with fire, but there are other ways that we can do it and we can highlight that. And I'm just excited about all the awesome stuff that people get to see, that I get to see, that I get to learn from. It's really exciting. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. Like I'm like, this was, like I said, this was an, uh, this is inevitable that this is going to happen at this level. One, I'm super glad to be a part of it, but two, I'm just excited to watch what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if all these people are doing all these amazing videos and pieces of content with their phones and these cameras, imagine like the potential. The potential. Brad, do you at all feel like the old guy? Because I had the feeling like I'm the old guy because I don't know about these other platforms where you can create content and I know nothing about TikTok and I, you know, I'm just not aware. I do. I was, I did get that feeling today because everyone here is, except for you and me, is primarily short form content, which is, you know, a product of the last like two, three years where YouTube has been around since, what, not 13? Since cats were playing pianos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I also, oh, it's frustrating, man. That's also kind of why I'm excited to work with this is because. I'm not familiar with the short form. I've done it. I've tried it. I've taken a stab at it, but I've never actually aimed at it. So I'm, yeah. I was just hearing these the guys talk today about their strategy. It's so they're talking a different language than what you yeah. and I talk about. Yeah, exactly. And you know, just to again bring us like that group together, yeah. the short form and the long form content folks together. Yeah, it's like it's the whole rising tide bit. You know, we're not we're not competition. Well, the other cool thing I think about this is that. Rather than chasing the algorithm, mm-hmm. we get to just create the very best content possible. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. Or in Marco's words, we are the algorithm. Oh, yeah. I like Ooh. it. Brad, did you bring a drink up with you? Oh, I did, yeah. What you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a nice, cold, refreshing local Texas Pilsner known as Miller Lite Only 96 Calories. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Brad, it was fantastic having you. Oh, oh, little, we got a squirter boy. We do. <laughs> it was fantastic having you join us tonight. Thank you so much. We're so excited for um, just all all the things that you're going to be involved with, with, with Embers TV. And um, thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you for bringing me on. It's awesome. Just like today has already made everything worth it. Nice. And uh, I'm just super pumped to see where this goes and just to keep hanging out and cooking some good food. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Brad. Cheers. Moving right along, um, I am super excited to announce our next guest and co-founder of Embers TV, Mr. TFTI Barbecue, also known as Tone Ramirez. And uh, for any of you that don't know what TFTI stands for, which there was someone today in the group, I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but there was someone today that was like, Carlos, what does TFTI mean? (laughs) <laughs> and then they were coming up with a bunch of uh, uh, different possibilities of what that could could mean. Uh, TFTI, thanks for the invite. TFTI Barbecue, let's hear it for Tone Ramirez. Yeah, let's go. Please stay seated. All right. <laughs> there we go. More wood on the fire. 
Oh, look at this. I'll tell you what, man. The bug the bugs are getting vicious right now. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm thinking the smoky fire might be keeping them at bay. Which is insane because they're getting kind of vicious. Well, you know, I think so scientifically, I, I think yeah. that bugs are actually attracted to some people more than others. And I think I'm one of the people they're less attracted to, but my wife gets lit up by mosquitoes and yeah. I don't get a bite. I get lit. I mean, I already have bites. Yeah, I get bit too. Yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah. Tell them. Hey, what is up, man? Yeah, man. Chilling, man. Welcome. Have fun. Have fun. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Welcome to Texas. It's been a while since you've been to Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I come here quite often. You do. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Tone was here and, and cooking at an event. He was here with his whole family. Um, he was cooking at uh, Treaty Oak this last weekend. Left yesterday to come back. And then flew back. <laughs> I, I, I got home at like 7 p.m. And then flew back out at 5. At 5. A.M. Man, that's dedication mm-hmm. right there. So I had to be here, man. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy. Change of history. Man, I remember when I first saw your content come up and your content upset me. <laughs> and not in the way like, man, I know I don't like this guy. It upset me because every time you held that piece of meat to the camera, which you still do to this day, mm-hmm. it looks so fucking good. And I was like, like my chicken wings don't look that good. Mm. And I know they taste good. The camera. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, I'm just, I'm honored and I'm excited that you're here because, man, in in just, I don't, I don't know, it's been a year and a half, two years maybe since since we've been following each other, but mm-hmm. you're another one that, man, you become one of my best friends. Yeah. And, like, uh, oh, you know, you're another person that we talk all the time and, you know, we, we, we get together, we talk about real shit. I've been at, you know, your house for parties, you've been in my house for parties, yep. with my family, and, um, man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited you're here. What, what are you drinking? Uh, old Fashioned by Treaty Oak. Huh? Yeah, pretty good. That old fashioned is dangerous. It is. Uh, I think it was last year when we, when me and Marco we went to Treaty Oak, and yeah. it was the first time we tasted this, and I've been hooked since. Oh, it's, it's delicious. So tell us, Tone, uh, how did you get your start in social media? Because I feel like well, you haven't been an influencer your whole life. No. Um, uh, I mean, I was always in social media. I was a. Uh, I was like doing cars. I was a president for a car club, stuff like that. Um, hmm. Now I've always cooked, but uh, I never thought it was cool to, you know, film myself or take pictures of my food. You know, yeah, I did it on my personal page. You know, and then even then, like you know, friends and family wouldn't like it. They'd be like, "What? Why the fuck are you showing your food?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> And then it wasn't till my my girlfriend and and then she kept sending me TikTok videos and she was just like, I know you can do it. I know you can do it better. This and that. Yeah. Then I had some of my buddies catch on and then uh, finally I just gave it a shot, did it, and it just took off. And Pretty much. you know, you talk about like I know you can do it better, man. Like major props. This guy started and he was he was editing every video that he posted on his phone, mm. and now he's at the point where. He's got like a full editing setup <laughs> at his house, two screens. One of them is vertical. Like, yeah, th- this guy's going to out edit all of us with uh, I, I got to evolve, man. Yeah, to evolve. You know, it's taking lessons from Marco. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't tell too many people that, but yeah, for sure, for <laughs> <laughs> sure. And so, how did the name TFTI come about? Um, it was years ago um, when I first heard the acronyms. I think one of my friends told me about it and then like I kind of played it out. Like I 
kept saying to everybody, TFTI this, TFTI yeah. that. They they post like pictures of like them at their you know you know girlfriend's birthday party or whatever and then i just be like tfti tfti you know and, <laughs> and then uh you know like when i started posting like you know food pictures on my personal page like my friends that did support me at that time they, that's what they would say tfti <laughs> like why wasn't i invited you know yeah and then finally like when i started my page uh or social media that was the first thing that popped in my head TFTI barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, already, I already know everybody's going to be like, TFTI, TFTI. Yeah, he still plays out the phase. Because like, Marco and I will, inv- we, we all live fairly close to each other within like an hour or so of, of each other. And so Marco and I will invite him places and he won't go. And then when like he sees us there, he'll be like, yo, TFTI. It's like, bro, we invited you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just telling you, thanks for the invite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. There you go. So tell us, man, why are you excited about what we're doing here at Embers? Um, I mean, like everything you guys said, it's, it's going to be different from all these other social media platforms, another bigger and better outlet, you know, um, the, a lot of ways that we're going to be able to, you know, bring things that ain't out there to the table, you know, like something, you know, like that I want to do is like, you know, find all the hidden gem, uh, barbecues that are out there, you know, like a lot of people that, that don't have the big following, you know, and stuff like that. And, and me being able to bring them to light and then giving them a chance that, you know, all of us got, you know? Yeah. And and I've always been like that. I've always, you can ask Carlos, you know, I, I like to help people, you know? Uh, and I think that's something that's going to change a lot. Yeah. Because a lot of these creators, like they're, they're been on the, uh, the platform way before me for years and they're still, you know, at the bottom, you know? And, and they're probably better cooks than me. Yeah. They're, they're just, their stuff never took off. And Embers TV, I think like with what I want to bring to the table is, you know, as far as, you know, shows or whatever, I think mm-hmm. that's going to help them come out. I love that. Yeah. And that's great. Dope, man. And yeah, that's going to, it's going to change a lot. We're going to be the new algorithm. Like you guys said. The new algorithm. Yeah. We are yeah. the new algorithm. Yeah. I like that. I think with creating content on, on social media, sometimes it seems that the algorithm is really fickle. Sometimes you can make a video that so I'll make a video sometimes that I know this isn't going to get watched by a lot of people, but for the people who are watching this, it's going to be really helpful. Yeah. So I got to make this video. Yeah. I wish it could do as well as something kooky and crazy that I know will get a lot exactly. of clicks and views. Yeah. But uh, I think it's really cool that idea of of highlighting people who might not have a big social media following, really getting to showcase what they do because mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to inspire people who are cooking at homes. Like you know what. I can do this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get a smoker and start cooking, or I'm going to get a grill and try to do what I've seen done. I, I've seen people now doing it in their backyards who are creating content. And then even people who aren't creating content or just an average Joe or Jane who could do this sort of thing, I'm going to get after it and do it myself. Exactly. And I think, I think it'll be real cool, you know, bringing all that to light. And I think it's going to draw a lot of more people to the platform too. You know I mean? A lot of people that, you know, that know those struggles as, as those people that we brought onto the show. And then, yeah, it's going to, it's going to bring a lot of people to it. It's one of the things that I love that you've done with your social media content and your platform is you've drawn attention to your heritage, right? Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a heritage that I think people don't necessarily think of like barbecue or outdoor or open fire cooking, but you brought that to light and now you start to see people making those dishes and whatnot, which 
I'd love you to speak a little bit on that and your heritage and your upbringing and like where, where that excitement and passion lies. So my father, he was in the Navy for four years. He was a chef. He's Filipino from the Philippines. And my mother was a stay-at-home mom for her entire life. And she's from Louisiana. She's Cajun. <laughs> so yeah, I've always ate the, you know, Filipino food, Cajun food growing up, you know, from our family gatherings or my mom, my mom would cook them both, you know, mm. and, and uh, I learned those recipes. And then when I got into barbecue and especially social media, and then just for me to try to do something different than what everybody else was doing, I was like, why not make this into barbecue? You know, why not make this Filipino adobo, chicken adobo, barbecue adobo, you know, and, mm. you know, the, these Cajun style wings or, or, or flavors into like wings or something like that, you know? And, and when I did it, it took off, you know, a lot of people loved it. I mean, granted, like a lot of people hated it though. You know, there's a lot of gatekeepers out there and they're like, that's not Filipino food, you know, <laughs> that's not Cajun food. But, you know, me being different, I thought it was just cool. You know, it, it, it brought a whole another wider, you know, spectrum to barbecue that I think a lot of people are trying to pick up on, like with their own heritage. And I think it's dope. I love that. Yeah, I think that uh, cooking things with fire uh, removes any exclusivity. Mm -hmm. um, cooking stuff with fire just tends to make people congregate, right? Mm -hmm. So you could go into the middle of a parking lot and start cooking stuff with fire. You'd have a crowd of people around you mm -hmm. in no time. They, they don't know you, right? They're just like, what's going on over here? I smell mm -hmm. some food cooking. I mean, and for, for people to try to like set up barriers and boundaries on the internet, uh, when it comes to cooking with fire, I think is unhelpful uh, at best and maybe malicious yeah. at worst. Yeah, and, and that's one of the goals, right, with Fires yeah. TV is to break down those barriers and really make open fire, barbecue, outdoor cooking open and accessible for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and what I love is all the uh, the creators, the co-founders here, like they all kind of represent that in their content and especially you, right, with, with the content that you produce. Right on, appreciate that all. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. All, all, always a pleasure. And uh, cheers, brother. Cheers. To Ever TV. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. Right. All right. Our next co-fighter that we're going to be talking to is somewhat of a social media superstar. He's been on Next Level Chef. Uh, you guys probably know him from Rourke Boys Barbecue. It's Matt Rourke. So you want to come on down? You can throw a log on the fire. Let's do it. Oh, oh. Yeah. This is like our, you know. Yeah, man. Slap the wood. <laughs> Margo, I slapped my meat before you did, bud. You just made it go viral. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm an old head, so. Wow. Man, man. Let's go. Yeah. Go. So, Matt, one cool thing about you is you're actually a school teacher. And before I started doing barbecue full time with my catering business, I was a school teacher. I don't know what it's like for you, but for me, it got to the point where I hated the job. I loved the kids. And so I, it was just <laughs> a conundrum, right? It's, I it's crazy. Kids. I can relate how much I, I relate the job. to that. Uh, there, there was a point like towards the end, bef just before I quit, when I was, I was doing catering on the weekends, I was hardly sleeping and I was teaching where if you could have woken me up on a Monday morning and said, hey, you can either go to work today or I can tase you and you stay home, I would have gotten tased 11 <laughs> times out of 10. And I'm not even kidding. I seriously had that thought every day. Um, what's it like for you balancing, you know, working as a teacher, molding young minds with doing all this cooking? 
So probably the number one question I get yeah. in terms of the amount of content I put out and the time I think people see me spending doing it. Um, you know, I think all of us here can relate to that part of it. You know, we get the question like, how do you do it all? Um, a lot. But when you have a full-time thing and you're not doing this creator thing full-time, the, that question comes a lot more often. And uh, I, I think to a degree, it just, I haven't known anything else. You know, I've, I've been teaching for 20 years. Uh, I'm finishing my 20th year now, mm. which is surreal to me because wow. I don't feel like a 20 year veteran teacher. You're really old. You know, it's crazy, right? 45 and hair like this. Best hair and barbecue. <laughs> he, he's, he's bald on top. The hair is just okay. Let's let's just put that to rest first. <laughs> That's a pretty good four. We pretty good flow. Wow. Let's put that to rest. I know there's multiple people out there talking about how they, they have the best hair and barbecue. Let's just we, we, let's just get that out of the way. We should be an all barbecue hair team. Yeah, that would be legit. You know, like they had the Minnesota hockey teams. You know what I'm talking that about? Would be legit, because the guys that I I'm thinking of are kick ass barbecue guys too. Right. So. I think um, I think that would be a wicked team, but yeah, twenty year twenty years in the job, I do love it. Um, but I relate a lot to what you said. Um, you know, education in general has changed a lot mm-hmm. in the last four to five years. You know, last three years especially. Uh, you know, after COVID, this yeah. post COVID stuff. You know, I think it's changed kids. I think uh, it's changed how they socialize, how they connect, how they talk. Um, so, you know, as much as I love my job and I love teaching and I, I know how blessed I am to do what I do, I'm a phys ed teacher. Nice. You know, I, I get paid the same amount that the the honors chemistry teacher gets. <laughs> True. True. And, and, and I teach, you know, health and phys ed. So. Yeah, you do a lot um, of bowling. And the- yeah, who's, who's the smart one, right? good point (laughs) so you know i'm blessed to do what i do but um i caught this i caught this bug man i I caught this this fire that's what did it you know that did it what was what was the moment i think everybody has a moment that they can look back to or or some kind of experience so i've always food has always been part of my life like since i started working uh my first job at 16 i was a dishwasher at a restaurant that my sister was a waitress at and quickly got moved to like prepping like here kid chop some onions and you know make some salads and you know I would do that and uh, ever since then I kind of you know waited tables and all up until I was in my early 30s was was waiting tables because it was the quickest way to get cash in your pocket and Mm. as a teacher uh, you know even even being married and having a family now two teacher salaries don't don't cut it Okay. You know, you're still living paycheck to paycheck with two teacher salaries. So I always had three jobs. I, I always had my job teaching. I was a coach and I did driver's ed. So I was teaching driving lessons to kids, you know, 16 years old to get their licenses. Interesting. He didn't wear a seatbelt once. Today. Oh my God. I was risking my life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He should be kept going off. <laughs> Carlos is like a uh, seatbelt. Get off. Say something. Let's go. But, um, you know, and I also waited tables. So, um, I was always hustling, right? I was always hustling. I always had the, you know, three, four jobs at a time, um, full-time teaching and then like three side gigs, you know? Um, but starting in 
early 2000s. You know, I, I'm from right outside of Philadelphia in South Jersey. Uh, I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, you know, I'm here in Texas, okay. which is enemy territory, right? So, uh, yeah, we're a little ways from Dallas. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't think I have any enemies here, but, um, tailgating, man. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like my story is a little different in terms of what that, what that moment was. You know, I think we, we've talked about food, bringing people together and you can have a grill out and you're throwing meat on it and you're cooking steaks and ribs and you know, whatever you're cooking, people gravitate to that. You know, people, complete strangers in a parking lot, you know, you're, you're connecting through sports, but the same thing that sports do for people, um, food does. And, and I think early on, you know, early two thousands and, and so on, I've been a season ticket holder since then. Uh, that's always the case, no matter what you're cooking. There's strangers coming by to feed <laughs> and you know, they they'll eat and you're more than welcome. You're more than happy to cook for them. Mm. And, and you know, my wife's like, or my brother or my dad, like, yo, we bought all that stuff. Why are you giving it away? <laughs> I'm like, cause there's no better feeling than handing somebody the food do. you cooked and seeing how much they love it. Yeah. That's, and I think that's what did it for me was that even more so than just the act of grilling was the reaction yeah. that food brings, you know, that food and cooking and grilling does. So. For me, that that was that moment, and then you know the barbecue, social media stuff, all kind of happened. And after. like you say, stuff, but like I think you're you're kind of like the ultimate success story, right? It's way more than just stuff, right? Uh, how many followers on TikTok? Three point four million. How many subscribers on YouTube? Uh, stopped dead in its tracks at six fifty thousand. Six, yeah, six hundred fifty k. Like I've been there for a while. But. You know, huge kind of social media barbecue sensation. And then now a, a a TV, a television competition show sensation, owning your own business and, you know, feeding food and catering to the masses, owning your own rub company. <clears throat> wink, wink, wink. Uh, sure. Yes. A little, little rub sure. city action. Uh, there you go. But like, man, you, you kind of done it all. Like, and it just started with like a few videos on TikTok. It did. And that's, it's crazy how fast it all happened. Right. Like, um, you know, people ask me all the time, how, how much longer am I going to teach? You know, because I have so much stuff going on. I think like I, people, we start out every conversation. Yeah, and they'll that seemingly think that I could just walk away from teaching because of the success on social media and the businesses and the partnerships and all that kind of stuff that I have going on. And, um, you know, there's a lot more things that, that play into that, you yeah. know, and being able to walk away from, from a 20 year secure job with a pension and benefits and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I've been able to let my wife retire, you know, cause she was dealing with, you know, she was in education too, and dealing with a lot of what you were, Jeremy, like, mm. man, like tase me every morning, <laughs> yeah. you know, she was an administrator during COVID. Yeah. You know? So she was dealing with all of it. And, uh, we were able to, you know, have a hard conversation and like, you know what, do it done. You're done. Be home yeah. with the kids. I have an eight and seven year old and, uh, she's able to be home with them. And, you know, I put my foot on the gas and, you know, just kept rolling with this, but, um, you know, it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of things involved. There's a lot of different areas, but at the end of the day, um, you know, being able to juggle all those things, I know that at some point 
um, this is going to be a full-time thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether that happens in five years, you know, which technically I kind of say is that, that number that I need to keep teaching, you know, five more years and then I could retire or if it happens before then, you know, knock on wood, hopefully. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been wild. It's been a roller coaster, but it's all happened so quick in large part because of social media, yeah. you know, and how crazy viral things can get. And, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of leads into exactly why I'm excited about what's brought us here, Yeah, you know, together is because, uh, you know, and you guys have spoken on it before, but to be able to turn my focus to, uh, not creating content for virality anymore. Yeah. You know, every, I think all of us can kind of say that like we, I don't think we ever hit that post button without hoping that it goes viral without waking up the next morning and checking and going shit, <laughs> you know, friggin' 5,000 views, yeah. you know, or whatever, um, to be able to create the kind of content that we're building here yeah, with the team that we have and, and the, just the minds that are in this room. Uh, and do it without having to worry about something going viral to yeah. dictate the success of it is what I'm most excited about. Cause at the end of the day, I'm a teacher and, you know, I think a lot of what has garnered my success on social media has been that teaching element, yeah. you know, as much fun as I have, as much as I'm wrapping honey buns and bacon and, you know, donuts with bacon, this guy wraps everything in bacon. That's all he does. Or he pretends to feed his vegetarian wife meat. And that's the only reason he's, <laughs> you know, viral, <laughs> um, you know, but at the end of the day to hopefully take those bits of actual knowledge and teaching that you do, um, and do it on this kind of platform that Embers is bringing is, is pretty insane. So, so do you think we can expect any of those like super viral Grok boys barbecue, you know, the honey buns wrapped in bacon, the trying to, you know, to get it, trick his wife, his, his vegetarian wife to eat meat. Do, can we expect any of those to make their way into Ember's TV? Look, I think, I, <laughs> I mean, that's those ideas, that creativity is never going to disappear. Yeah. Like I think there, I mean, who knows, there might be some guest appearances by my wife yeah. in, in a master class. Who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, the first steak that she eats at how many yeah, years? You just never know. Is it it's been, <laughs> she hasn't eaten meat since she was twelve, and she's forty-five oh, now. So, poor thing. Um, yeah, her 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 premiere might be on Ember's TV. Who knows? Oh, wow. But um, no, I think Christian, are you listening cool. to this? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna incorporate a lot of that just fun creativity that a lot of us have, and you know, I think I I get some laughs and. You know, people watch my content because it's it's fun and yeah, it's real. And my kids are screaming in the background. Yeah. Dogs are barking, and you know, I don't have a fancy camera set up. I never have, probably never will. But you know, I think everyone that's been up here has spoken to having that opportunity to create the content that you really want to mm -hmm. at a at a more highly produced um, level for sure. You know, because so, a lot of us just can't do it. Random question. You know, you've cooked for sports, you know, you know, professional players, you've cooked for Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Aside from the people that you've cooked for, who's the person that, man, if I could cook some barbecue or a steak for this person, like that's the dream person I'd love to cook for. Oh man, put me on the spot with that question. Wow. Um, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone here could say that they've cooked for Gordon Ramsay, right? No, I mean, look, I, to, to cook for Gordon Ramsay and in that first episode, 
you know, be able to grab a protein that I was comfortable with and whip up something. I mean, you know, that, that he was able to look at and tell, you know, man, whoever cooked this knows how to really nail their meat. Ah, you know, I nail my meat. Ah, that's what I do. (laughs) And, you know, I walked away from that, that judging like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Send me home. Like if I go home tomorrow, I'm good (laughs) because Gordon said that, but. Well, um, by the way, you had a goal, right? On on uh, on next level chef. Yeah, I did. Well, I what was the goal? Can you tell us what the and goal? Was? They were oh, hundred percent. I can tell you that goal. <laughs> so and and listen, production. This is no secret. Just because they didn't air it, <laughs> you know, during the 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 show. Yeah. That that actually aired on Fox. I thought they were going to air it episode one, but um, yeah, my goal was to kind of bring a little bit more respect and uh value back to the to our barbecue world you know our barbecue crew because in season one uh and i can only say this because he's he's a buddy of mine um my boy gary the barbecue chef uh also known as that on on all social media platforms got booted first oh um and with a name like gary the barbecue chef to to get booted first was embarrassing yeah and I swore to production. How do you think he lives with himself? I don't know. Yeah. I told him. I told him. I said, Gary, I am going into this with the sole purpose of beating you, of regaining the respect that our name deserves yeah. in the barbecue community. And, uh, you know, he was a good sport about it. They never aired it, which sucked because I thought it would have been hilarious. But, um, you know, I, I gave it to him pretty good. And production laughed about it. They yeah. thought it was funny. I think it's part of what got me on the show. Mm. Um, because they knew I was willing to kind of talk shit a little <laughs> bit. So, uh, yeah. And it worked out, Yeah, you know, seven episodes compared to one. I'll there we go. It. There we go. So, I mean, I so, think I won. So who's the, who's the dream to cook for? Man, the dream cook. So if I could serve or cook barbecue to anyone. Ron Jaworski. Man, Jaws. Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I, I've been talking quite a bit to, uh, John Cruck. Lately, Crocker, yeah. yeah, um, you know he does baseball player, yeah, 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 yeah. He does the announcing for the Phillies and and stuff like that. We connected on Twitter, um, you know. Right now, I think it would be super cool to get involved with you know either the sports community or even the country music, yeah, community. Like there's something about country music and barbecue to me that just vibes, yeah. And uh, I found out over the last couple months that one of the biggest up and coming, you know, country artists, Zach Bryan, um, made really viral and famous from Yellowstone on, uh, you know, the TV show and lives in Philly. Yeah. And, uh, he's a huge Eagles fan, uh, four for four Philly fan. Yeah. So if I could use my social standing online to snag you know, some sort of tailgate with Zach Bryan, uh, you know, where he could whip out a guitar and start playing acoustic and we're friggin' cooking on a grill in a parking lot of an NFC championship game in Philly to go to the Super Bowl. Let's I mean, go. Come on. Let's go. That's it. That's so an ideal circumstance. Yeah. I mean, NFC championship. Yeah. He, he, very Maybe just, he spoke that into existence. <laughs> Manifest. So when Zach actually watches this Embers TV Absolutely. Uh, smoke show podcast, he's going to hear us talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Zach, certain. we're all huge fans, by the way. It's going to end up happening. Little does he know that he's been, he, we've been vibing to his music all day. All day, so, all day long. Yeah. Uh, 
Matt, what are you, what are you drinking? What's, what's in the hand? What's in the cup? So this is a beer I was introduced to today. I am a beer guy. Yeah. I learned pretty early on that, you know, I, I become a different person on hard alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll enjoy an old fashioned or, you know, smoked old fashioned or something like that every once in a while, but I can't do just a glass of whiskey on the rocks or anything like that. Changes me. So I'm a beer guy. I drink beer like water. But this is a new one, and it's actually called uh, Pitmaster. Yeah. Right? I mean, what better beer to drink all day than than a pilsner called Pitmaster? It's already got your name on it. Drink it today. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I I think maybe it's appropriate to pour a little bit out for the memory of Gary the Barbecue. for Gary. Or some (laughs) Gary. There we go. I like it. Gary, the pit master. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. Um, you know, I, I, some that we didn't even touch on today, but you know, you and I, we've, we've known each other for, for quite a while. We met in person and, uh, we actually launched a business, launched a rub company, a seasoning company together. And that's now been going strong for, for a little over two years. And, and it's going to continue to grow. We're going to do more with that. And, you know, I think we're going to have an opportunity to talk about a lot more things and yeah, rubcity.com. Check it out. (laughs) <laughs> Matt, thanks for joining us. Yeah, today, guys, love it, man. Yeah, Looking awesome. forward to what's uh, what's the gum. Hand of applause for Matt Broering. Bro. Oh. All right. So the last and final um, guest that we're going to be interviewing on this evening's podcast, Alejo Fragoni, also known as Al Fragoni, a.k.a. El Orgullo de Argentina. Híjole madre. And Al, let's hear from Al for Gloney Gun. What's up, guys? Plenty out. First, I have to fix that. Okay. Man, don't pretend you know what to do with fires. Like, come on. This is. Oh, look at that, man. He's we're having it with his hands. Wow. He's. Airflow. I guess that's important. Alejo, ¿cómo estás? Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Doing good? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing better now. How are you doing? Doing Awesome guys, that you have it. Now this is the most handsome uh, member of the of the Embers TV yeah. uh, co-founders. Absolutely, I don't I don't have Matt's uh, hair, but uh, you know I try. No, but man, the the eyes, the smile. You know, you had me at hello. Yeah. So uh, Al, <laughs> thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, man. but you say thanks for having you, but this is your place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're having us here. Uh, tell us where we are. Explain to us where we're at right now. Okay, we're in Comfort, Texas. This yes. is uh, Central Texas, the Texas Hill Country. Uh, we are like a one hour away from San Antonio. That's the biggest city we have around. Nothing around. You can you you already can tell. Yeah. Uh, we have the Guadalupe River. This house I used to make content, and uh, I use it as an office and. <laughs> Thank thank you for coming here. Absolutely, this is a super awesome place. <laughs> I mean, I'll confess more than just a little bit of jealousy. Um, I know some other people are kind of saying the same thing, like, "Dude, this place is so awesome. This is way better than my backyard." <laughs> well, awesome people have awesome places. Now, I'll tell us what are we what are we doing here this week? You know, there's a, there's a reason. Yes, I just from this podcast that we're here. Yes. Well, so we're gonna do. Uh, Open fire masterclass. So, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, everything that you want to know about open fire. If you already are in into open fire, if you want to like expand your smoking or your grilling to open fire, that's what we're gonna do now. Uh, we're gonna film um, masterclass focusing in uh, equipment, on fire management, on how the principles about open fire, how how 
they are different from smoking and uh yeah that's what i will not do right and and i think that it's so timely it's so timely that we're doing this because i feel like there's so many people right now that maybe they've been into smoking meat for five ten years but it's like open fire is the next frontier for people right it's becoming so popular and people are wanting to make that transition to They've owned various types of smokers, but now they want to get into either the Argentine or the Central Texas style yeah. of open fire. So it couldn't be a better time for us to be showing this masterclass. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of interest, right? Like me, me being posting for over three years now, and and I think like a lot of people are very intrigued about it. They're very like uh, attracted to the open fire, right? Mainly people that already smoke on grill. So I think like. Um, Yes, it's a perfect time and to to teach it, all those people how how to do this uh, yeah primal way of cooking right absolutely and again it's not it's not a difficult way of cooking right people they feel attractive too but sometimes they feel intimidating mm -hmm. right but it's like my mission here is like to tell people it's not right yeah it's it's it's, it's easy right and, and mainly people like like you guys are already small right it's like I don't have to teach you I have to give you like those tips. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, like small tips that they're gonna make it so easy. Yeah. Well, I, I think also the the other side of that though is we were here last night and you did an asado for mm -hmm. us, and there were all kinds of little things like minor tweaks and things that you were doing. So there's a lot kind of going on. It's just like background, your brain working on this needs to happen this way. And I was just fascinated by seeing it and just kind of drawn to every move that you made. Well, why'd you put Coles over there? And I kind of came and pestered you with some questions. But um, I think it's it's a simple philosophy, but then executing it, you just had so much practice that it's just like second nature for you, I think. Yeah, well, I grew up doing this, right? Yeah. I'm from Argentina, so everybody does that. It's part of our culture, so you grew up doing that. For me, it's kind of easy doing it because I did it all my life. But uh, but still, I think like uh, if, if people get the the basic concept about open fire, you, you, you can make it easy, right? It's like, uh, like, like you guys smoking, right? It's fire management. That's what that's what it's all about, right? Like, uh, it's a different way, like a different like uh, temperature. Or if, it, if the fire is more aggressive on the meat, but still, it's like managing that fire. Put the, those those pieces of protein there, and and be patient, right? I always say like we have like a in open fire. It's like everything is like patience. Yeah, you have to you know relax. Like open fire is more like if I have to compare the smoking that I really love. When I moved to Texas, I really love smoking. I get so involved. I actually watching your videos right on YouTube. Uh, I get some like I get some passionate about smoking. I just want to figure out how how it's done and everything. Um, but then I I realized that when you smoke the the this how you say it, uh, the the big price of smoking is the final result, right? Right. When you slice that brisket, right? And in open fire, the pleasure of open fire is the whole process. It's the process, yeah. right? It's like you enjoy the whole process. And when you watch a master, and I would say that Al Fragoni is a master. When you Agreed. watch a master at work, it's it's legit a symphony. Yeah. How he moves the 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 proteins, how he moves the coals, how he's looking at things. It's just it, it's orchestrated it's yeah. beautiful to see it done and that's why i think these like these open fire events and these dinners like you know again I, I i worked in napa valley the last year you know 
the the price that some of these wineries would pay for open fire cooks to come on and put on a show, right? Were were, were these insane prices because of the 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 orchestration, the pageantry, the the performance, the art that goes into open fire cooking. It's um it's awesome to see. And and I, yeah. I know that that's going to come through this masterclass. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's it's very visual, right? Yeah. That that's that yeah. cooking cooking and watching your fire while you're cooking is something special, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you mentioned something the other night, and I realize it's completely true. You're involving all of your senses when you do your style of cooking. Yes. I mean, you're seeing the food, you're smelling the food, you're eventually tasting the food, you're hearing what the the sizzling sounds yeah, like, exactly. right? You're touching it to see the texture and the, and the feel of the meat. It's like all your senses are involved. And I saw you, you doing it and it's hard not to be captivated by it. And at first I was like, dude, I don't know how he does this. And then I was talking to you and kind of explained a little bit about the process. And I was thinking, you know what? I think I have to at least try this. I was inspired. Yes. I was like, I'm getting one of those, and it was, as soon as I get home, mm-hmm. I'm trying it. It could be a disaster, yeah. but uh, if I watch that master class, then yeah, then exactly. Oh, well, that that that's what it's all about, right? That people should try it. Like it's it's not hard. And I like I always said, what is the the worst thing that happened? Like overcook a steak, you're still gonna eat it, right? Yeah, and if you pay thirty <laughs> bucks for a steak, you're still gonna eat it. So, <laughs> so that's not you know. And and once you do it one time, you learn so much, right? Absolutely. Once you're done, you just like your head is like boom. Okay, now I know how to do it. And and again, it's it's everything about patience, right? Like nobody fucked up a meat like cooking it slow, right? Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. so that's that's the kind of the concept, right? Let's manage that fire, you know. Be patient, and you got it. Huh? Now, Al, if someone would have told you ten years ago that you would become a social media <laughs> sensation in 10 years and world renowned for Argentine open fire cooking. Would you believe them? No, no, <laughs> not a chance. No. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean to you? That means a lot of coming in like, uh, because I'm very passionate about it. Right. I, I love what I do. And, 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 and to be able to share this with a country that I like, Okay, we are worldwide, right? But mainly my followers are U.S. So, so this is the country that I choose to live, right? And and I and I absolutely admire all the people here, and I and I love it here. So, to for me to be able to share my my culture, you know, where where I come from, and and, and to try to teach people, uh, that's that's something that I, is indescribable. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that. It's like yeah, awesome. It's like. I don't know. It's like everything. Yeah, it's a feeling that I, I'm, I'm, I'm still like trying to, you know, get my head around. Right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about some of like just your excitement and like what's to come, right? With Embers TV. Well, like I said, right? It's like my I have a mission in my in my life is like to teach everybody. So Embers TV g- gave me that possibility, right? To yeah. to explain on detail, like the guys were talking about, like uh like uh, the TikTok, right? That you have 30 seconds to show something, right? And and after the one video that go viral, we have so many questions, right? Like I've been for years, like having those so many comments on why did, why don't you why why do you leave the membrane on or like <laughs> some you know? So now I have the possibility to take my time and explain everybody why I do this, I do that, right? And explain why all the the principles, why we do it, and uh. 
that's that's for me is huge. Yeah, that's what I'm actually yeah. really looking forward to, because yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna study your masterclass as if it were the Zapruder film, right? And I'm gonna look okay. at frame by frame. He did what, when, and where exactly. So I'm legitimately really really excited to watch it because for me, like when it comes to cooking with an offset smoker. I'm pretty familiar with kind of what people do and, you know, different methods and varieties of it. With this, I'm a complete newbie. And so to be put back in the seat of a student and I just get to enjoy and learn is super exciting for me. Absolutely. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, oh. like like Matt Grork says. Right? Yeah, he does, he does say that, doesn't he? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Al, what's, what are you drinking? What's in the cup? Well, this is a uh, Fernet Branca. Let, let me say in English, Fernet Branca. <laughs> Fernet Branca. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's an Italian uh, like drink with herbs, you know. I know this drink well. And, yeah. and tell us why this drink is so uh, useful uh, or important. Well, it's very popular in Argentina because we have a large Italian community there. It got very popular. Uh, we mix it with Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. In this case, I'm mixing it with the sparkling water because I'm, how is mm -hmm. that? Yeah, but but, but so, so to to that you know it helps. This is a what what do they call it a digestive the, yeah. a digestive a digestive uh, that's, that's yeah digestivo yeah, yeah. that's I mean I don't do it for that you know but uh, oh I yeah. like a, a little shot like after a full meal yes a little exactly. shot of this liquor and that that like complete uncomfortable feeling that you have mm. gone yes, gone. Exactly. Are, are you suggesting that I overeat? I've never done. I've never. I would never. Never, too never suggest. Okay, Fernet to everybody. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> shots all around. So, um, Al, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you for hosting us. Yes. Thank you for for allowing us to infiltrate your your life, your world, your home, uh, for this week, this entire week. Um, you know, we we are honored to to pair up with you. Um, I, I am always in awe, you know, you and I connected very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a deep love for Argentina and I have a deep love for wine and, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, one of, one of the interesting things about Argentina is per capita, they consume more beef than any other country of the world mm -hmm. and per capita, they consume more wine, wine. than yeah. any other country. I did not know that. Yeah. So I could make my home in Argentina. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Red, red wine and red meat. Ah, there you go. So now uh, my, the honor is mine. Thank you for making me part of this absolutely uh, yeah. all right well thank cheers you. to uh, alejo fragoni salute salute Salud. thank you sir awesome let's go and i believe that brings our first inaugural smoke show podcast to a close i think it was good man man it was good, it was good. yeah i'm even more excited about all the people we're going to be working with i mean everybody has a cool story everybody has a unique set of skills not unlike Liam Neeson, but uh, I think everybody coming together to work on this is going to make it even better than I'm imagining, which is the opposite of what usually happens when I make content by myself. Absolutely. So um, thank you all for joining us for this first podcast. And if, you know, this is your first time listening, which of course it's your first time listening because it's going to be your, <laughs> your the, the, the first podcast that gets aired. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. It's going to be available where... Ever, wherever you get your podcast, right? So Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I think I already mentioned that one, yeah. and even YouTube Podcasts. And also subscribe or sign up for Embers TV. If you go to embers.tv, 
TV. And if you put in the promo code podcast, you're going to get a special deal. And we would love to have you as a subscriber to Embers TV. So um, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. If you guys go do that, you guys are going to be among the very first to access the content that we're working so hard to put out. I'm going to be really, really proud of what we're going to be releasing. I know everybody else will be um, as well. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's one of those things that I think we're going to look back on, be happy that we invested the time and energy to create. And I think you as a viewer are going to look back on your subscribing and and signing up for Everest TV as, man, that was a great decision. I love this content so much. Every time I open the app, there's something new that Absolutely. I want to see. Absolutely. Going to be worth it for everyone involved. All right. Well, cheers, man. All right. Cheers. All right. Good night, y'all. For anyone who loves barbecue, open fire cooking, outdoor cooking, what I do is, is what I am. Streaming worldwide, only on Embrace TV. Done. Right here. It's about to get delicious. You are going to learn how to conquer Charlie. Welcome to the Smoke Show.